0: The Real Estate Revolution Radio Show is designed to educate Missoula homeowners and home buyers how to navigate the uncharted waters of the current Western Montana real estate market in an educational, often edgy, and high-energy fashion with host Jason Baker. Jason will teach you all the secrets on how to win with real estate, from listing your property to purchasing investments. Jason has you covered. Be sure to check the Home of the Week, the good news, and current market updates each week. Jason is revolutionizing the real estate experience for over 100 100 clients a year happy
1: sunday my friend how are things happy sunday buddy they are so good you know this last week we're gonna do three or four minutes with no before the commercial break (laughs) we have these amazing guys back from accruet right and they were talking about 1031s and everything like that but i had a conversation with someone this week since it's sunday you know little little jesus day (laughs) you know and then or you know whatever you know you're doing but i'm done, doing a little jesus but yeah um i got back in 2013 i had a i had someone in my office the other day just a great a great person and she was just she was sad and i said what's the matter and she said i i'm having like i'm i have negative self-talk so i said negative self-talk and i said what does that mean are you telling yourself that you're not good enough or that you're this or that she's like yeah i'm just i just everything that i think about myself just isn't really good and i said okay I got shot in 2013 and I for two years after that, I was completely messed up individual. Right. Okay. So I said, here's what I want you to do. First of all, I looked her right in her eyes and I said, look, you're, 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 you're so valuable Uh to the fabric of everything. And she is. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I, but I can't make her believe that. So I gave her some real pause, posi- some exercises to do throughout the week. Okay. And I know we're short on time and I know we got these amazing guys and they're like, what is Jason talking about? I thought this was a real estate <laughs> show, but I told her to write down three things that she was grateful for. Do you know Casey if you're grateful for three things you can't be grateful and pissed all at the same yeah, time. Can't be mad. You can't be grateful and ungrateful at the same time. Yeah. It's just it's not possible. So when you're in that gratitude you're going to be happy. And second thing write down three short term goals three long term goals. Okay. Okay. Those always end up after the gratitude exercise being really really positive positive. Yeah. and a lot of thought should go into that and if these change on the daily it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is have a destination. Mm-hmm. That's number two. Okay. Number Number three, write down three things that you completed over the last 24 or 48 hours that you did not congratulate yourself for, that you should. Do you realize that people never, ever give themselves credit for, for anything? Yeah. Being nice to that person, holding the door, mm-hmm. not choking on breakfast. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm yeah. saying? You know, Waking that kind up. of thing. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, not getting coffee grinds. you know, fall outside the filter and go into your cup like you yeah. did this weekend for me. Yeah. So, but realistically write down some personal successes and then write down one thing you accomplished today. What's your one thing you're going to do no matter what? And she's going to do that for me. And I'm going to report back on how she See does. See how it works. I wanted to just kind of throw that out there. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to email give, you that right there. I need to give myself a good old POB. I think the well, fact Fact of the matter is, is that uh, you know we're all here for a reason, mm-hmm. and I think we need to take it easy on ourselves, and I think we need to, do, I think we need to chill out, yeah. and I think you need to know and just keep telling ourselves that everything's going to be okay, no matter what. Over time,
0: yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Uh, I one of my long-term goals yeah. is to uh, generate generational wealth. You're going to do that, and I, and I I know that we're going to be talking with our, our buddies from Acruet yes. here, yes, uh, and, and just. A minute we're gonna take a quick commercial break i love it and be back uh with more real estate revolution radio jason baker don't go anywhere all right hey if you're even thinking of selling your home well you need to know all of your options that's why there is one source that i look to for the best advice and the local real estate market i'm talking about jason baker of rise realty montana what's the latest news in real estate
1: Sean, the good news is, when you have great marketing, what's happening in the market doesn't matter that much. That said, we're seeing rising interest rates that has removed approximately 30% of the buyers from the market, and that's going to continue. How does that impact sellers today? Simply put, this is the last chance to sell, I believe, for top dollar. Less buyers means less showings, less showings, less offers over asking price, and we can still help get you over asking price with our amazing marketing.
0: All right. As always, thanks for the insight. He knows how to cut through all of the talk and to give you accurate information. So call the agent I recommend. Call Jason at 552-4443. That's 552-4443. Online, jasonbakerteam.com. That's jasonbakerteam.com. From listing your property to purchasing investments, Jason Baker has got you covered. Time for more of the Real Estate Revolution Show. Welcome back to Real Estate Revolution Radio with Jason Baker. Jason, today we're talking about how much we enjoy paying taxes. This is part two of <laughs> why we love to pay the man. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did you see the deal about the, um, uh, the, the Mega Millions winner, how that... That after taxes, they end up with seven hundred thirty-three million dollars, or something like that. Did someone win? Yeah, yes, someone won. In Illinois, a sole, it, a sole winner in Illinois. It wasn't me. But but listen, uh, I love the best part when it says one point uh, three billion dollars after taxes, they get seven hundred thirty-three million. And it said, "Congratulations to the IRS for winning eight hundred something
1: million." <laughs> <laughs> the IRS won more. <laughs> yeah. How does that even work? Congratulations, Uncle uh, Sam. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. And they they spend everything. They're they're super fiscally conservative. Fiscally conservative, you know the. Yeah. the All right. That's another show. We're going to have to. (laughs) But we do have special
0: guests back. They joined us yet again uh, this weekend. Uh, to discuss uh, the 1031 back and, for more punishment. Yeah, and, and yeah. explain
1: to us uh, you know how we how we're going to make that generational wealth. When we were last week when we finished off for those just tuning in, we were talking about a 1031 what it is and and you can go on to uh you know you can google the on demand. What uh, where do they if they want to listen to last week's episode, how do they news Newstalk NewstalkKGVO.com. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And click on on demand and you'll see real estate revolution mm-hmm. total listeners one. <laughs> I think it was my mom. But we were talking about how do we build generational wealth through some tax, you know, through tax deferment through 1031. And the properties, you know, basically, if it's not a and correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, uh, if it's not your personal, you know, your primary residence, your personal residence, um, you know, it basically could be deferred. So uh, introduce yourselves again, gentlemen, and then uh, let's get into how we continue to build generational wealth and talk more about 1031s
2: uh thanks a lot jason appreciate it my name is max hansen i'm an attorney um, i've worked with a company called accruet llc headquartered out of denver but i've uh, been in Dillon almost my entire life i spent uh was born and raised on a ranch southwest of Dillon, um and then I ended up went to high school up in kalispell so uh went to carroll college for my uh undergraduate and then went to law school came back to montana in 76 been doing exchanges since 1978 helping people uh, you know, defer taxes that whole time. I sold my exchange company uh, to accruit in 2018, and I've been with them now for four years, yeah. along with some of the employees that came over with me. And uh, one of those employees is, uh, is uh, the new guy on the block, Jonathan Barge. He works out of our office in Bozeman. Jonathan, you can tell him a little bit about yourself.
3: Yeah, thanks for having us on, gentlemen. Uh, I've uh, been, in, uh, prior to joining a crew, I was uh, about 20 years in public service. I was in the United States Air Force, and then I worked with the Bozeman Police Department. went to undergrad here in uh, Bozeman at MSU and then attended uh, law school after I left the force uh, over there in the beautiful uh, city of Missoula. And I've been on with a crew on board here, working with Max, uh, learning the ropes 1031 uh, ever since kind of the beginning of this year. And uh, it's been a blast, and it's, it's great to be on board here and uh, help uh, educate folks on Section 1031 and how that can be a useful tool for wealth generation.
1: When when you were when you were at law school, uh, where you and this this question might be more for Max, but you know since you were more recently there, you could chime in too. If you had a wife and you wanted to live in Dillon, and you currently lived in Florence. Are you what, doing this? Uh, <laughs> what? What?
2: How could you convince?
1: Hypothetically speaking, <laughs> it, well, and we're not talking about Sarah here. Uh, how could we convince her, you know, uh, to let, you know, let, let her let you move to Dylan. Like, uh, do you have any tips for me, like uh, negotiating one-on-one?
2: <laughs> so I, I, I've, I've, this is max and i I've, I've had a lot of i've had a number of associates that came in here and you know they were all excited because the fishing was great the hunting was great you know snowmobiling was great skiing was great no crowds and uh you know unfortunately the, the the their better halves decided that there was better places to live than Dillon, Montana. Like <laughs> <eat or> <laughs> that's so, right. And if from, if, if you're from be, out of I state,
1: Dillon is the worst place in the world to live. If you're from out of state, especially one of the coasts. Okay, uh, do not move to Dillon, please. Don't do that. No.
2: Yep, that's right. No, the well, the grizzly bears here roaming the streets downtown <laughs> Dillon will eat you in a heartbeat. Not to
0: mention that's right. the rattlesnakes.
1: That's exactly right. And yeah. more people get gored yeah, by I bison in downtown Dillon than anywhere else. That's for sure. <laughs> or they get eaten. <laughs> by right. beavers that's right. that's right so but um we love Dillon, and we spend a lot of time there and uh the wind uh you got to get used to the wind and that's for sure and you got to get used to the cold uh, no doubt well back to 1031s all jokes aside and again thank you both for being here again thank you for your service sir air force and uh, bozeman police department i lived there from 02 to 09 and i've never been in handcuffs but i was close a few times okay so anyway <laughs> um on. what what do we we so and they can watch the past shows just to kind of catch up where we were last week but what do you what are you need to do in order, so you're like, all right, I got a property, I think it qualifies, like, what's the general process that someone has to go through in order to initiate a 1031, and then maybe after that, like, why, can we do it on our own, and, and and can like, or do we have to use a company to do it? So maybe those two things, yeah.
3: Right. <clears throat> that's a great question. So, yeah, the code outlines, outlines Jonathan, uh, specific, that's Jonathan talking. <laughs> yeah, nice. this, this is Jonathan here. What's up, Jonathan? Uh, so the code outlines... Uh, <laughs> the specific provisions, uh, for, you know, engaging qualified intermediary. And so that's what we do. Okay. Um, cause you can't have, uh, when you sell a property, you can't go to closing and take possession of those funds, can't, can't have constructive receipt. Ah. Cause essentially, uh, you know, the, the background here is that, you know, when this code was designed, uh, like we talked about earlier in the last episode, you know, in 1921, it was designed for, you know, swapping deeds among, you know, different investors. So this is this is if there's any kind of uh, cash obtained or proceeds obtained from the sale by the seller, uh, then, the, you know, that exchange is disallowed. So you have to engage a qualified intermediary to avoid that constructive receipt rule. And that's what we do here at Accruet. Yeah. So when you've decided that you've got this property, you've been holding it for investment and, and it qualifies, and you say, hey, you know, I don't want to I don't want to pay the capital gains on this on this transaction. I want to, you know, engage in a 1031 and report this next year on, on my IRS Form 8824 while you engage us. And, and uh, there's an exchange agreement that we uh, have you sign. And then we uh, also um, put out a notice of assignment. So the, the seller or the buyer gets noticed that we mm-hmm. basically step into the shoes of yeah. the taxpayer, yeah. of our of the client. So we take the assignment of that contract and we show up to the closing table. Uh, under that assignment, and we then hold the funds, the you know the net proceeds from that sale in uh, in an exchange account, under you know the segregated account, under that taxpayer ID number. And we sit there and we wait until uh, the clients found replacement property that they want to acquire as part of their exchange. Yeah. And obviously, you know, there's some rules and some timing rules and things like that that we could get into. But yeah, that's uh, kind of the nuts roll and bolts of it. roll
1: right into that because the, the number one question I get from from um, from clients is like, Jason, when do I start the the 1031 process? What do I what what kind of property do I have? Does it have to be the same exact property? Does it have to? And then how long do I have? And then do I got how long do I have to find it? How long do I have to close like let's let's touch on some of those those basics and just kind of get like you know the myths off the table here and and, and give them the facts
2: okay this is max and and so what'll end up happening is jonathan said uh we get a con- when you get a property under contract to sell your relinquished property is under contract to sell we step into your shoes at closing we receive the funds um and if that's the that's the magic date the date of closing is the magic date that starts the exchange period and, you, and the taxpayer has from, uh, 45 days from the date of closing on their relinquished property to identify replacement property. And they have 180 days from that closing date to actually acquire what they identified uh-huh. in the identification process. There are some identification rules. You, you know, the taxpayer can identify up to three different properties. And we always tell people, hey, even if you think you've, you've narrowed it down to one property, right. always identify a couple more properties as backups because you never know if that first one's gonna fall off the market for any number of reasons. The seller walks, whatever happens. You don't wanna be caught flat-footed because once you're out past the 45th day as the taxpayer or the exchanger, you cannot then you know identify any additional oh, properties. Geez. So we always tell people to do the backup, and, and they can actually identify more than three properties. It's just that if they identify four, five, or six properties, the aggregate value of those properties cannot exceed two hundred percent of the sale price. So, if a taxpayer sells a property for two hundred and fifty thousand bucks, you know they could identify four properties as long as the aggregate value is not more than five hundred thousand dollars, which is two hundred percent of two fifty. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there's some other there's some other more obtuse rules that come into play, but we're not going to get into that today. Yeah. Basically, it's the three property rule, the two hundred percent rule. You know, and so, um, you know, the, the taxpayer then has 180 days uh, from the date of closing to actually close on the replacement property. And sometimes it takes that long. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing that's a practical tip is that, you know, even if you've got a property under contract to sell, you're not going to close for 45 days. It's really good for taxpayers to be out there in front of the in front of that closing, trying to nail something down, and maybe even get something under contract as a replacement property before they close on their relinquished property. Because inventories are still pretty tight right yes, now. Yes, yes. Uh, there's not a lot of property out there on the market, and um, <clears throat> um, it, it's really important for them to get ahead of the stay ahead of the game because that 45 days goes by really quickly. It from
1: me. Unless it's the um, 45 days before hunting season and then it's like the that's slowest right. 45 days of the whole entire <laughs> it just year. Drags yeah, on. it just drags on like, oh gosh. <laughs> I just I just found out that I don't fly in until 12:30 before opening day. At, I get in 12:30 a.m. of the opening day of duck season. Oh. From a training we- wow. so how am I going to get out of that? Yeah, my mom always said you can sleep when you're dead. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I have <laughs> yeah. to drive over to Dillon. I mean, the hunting's terrible in Dillon. So anyway, yeah. Um so yeah, so the right. 45 days, so that's an important date. So the 45 Five days, the 180 days, and I heard you say uh, you, it could be up to three properties, or three three areas, or three well.
2: three different properties. Okay. I mean, you can you can identify up to three properties yep. or more than three. So, say if somebody sells a property for 500 thousand uh, dollars, they could identify four properties as long as those the total value mm-hmm. of those properties is not more than a million. Okay, yeah. it, which gives them more latitude it's if they if they're if they're wanting to diversify. So a lot of times people will end up exchanging out of one property and they'll acquire, you know, one, two, three, maybe four different properties as replacement properties. Likewise, you can exchange out of a number of different relinquished properties and only acquire one property. So you can consolidate Mm -hmm. all the exchange funds from four different sales and just acquire one much larger property. Wow. Uh, Jonathan, maybe you can talk a little bit about you know what what people do as far as diversifying in property types and look at different geographical locations. That,
1: that would be great too. And then if what happens if you, you're like me and with everything and you kind of wait till the last minute, and then it is there like and you have that oh you know what moment? Are there any is there anything else besides like like what happens? So after 45 days you're 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 messed up. Is there is there anything? Are there any like last minute things you can do to either extend this or put it into something else if by chance, like for whatever reason, all three of those properties or four of those properties or whatever, just like they just fall out for whatever reason, Uh, you know, uh, is there is there any like fail safe or parachute there?
3: no there really isn't that okay. 45 days is yeah. a hard deadline yeah. uh, that the IRS sets out and I think that's that's you know there's a couple different underlying policy reasons that sure. it's in the code yeah but primarily too I think is to keep it within a you know a single tax reporting period and yeah. it's also to kind of light the fire a little bit okay. and uh, yeah the your exchange can be disallowed if you if you uh, play around with the identification rules and you get audited and, and yeah. it, sh- it turns out that that's not truly what you identified sure. prior to day 45 yeah. Um, you know, some of the other portions, you know, components of the, these rules, uh, also relate to, you know, say like we've talked about right now, the one thing that I also tell clients is look, yeah, 45 days comes fast. And like Max mentioned as well, if you've got your property under contract and you've, you've got a closing date, you can go out there and start hunting for a replacement property right. prior to your closing date. So right. that kind of extends that window.
1: You could
0: really have 90 um, days to or so. Too, yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. It way, yeah. yeah. And it, it's an option contract is one way to look at it a little bit and say, sure. Hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Even though the market's tight, I'm going to take this option contract that I can try and defer. And then I'm going to give myself this 45 days plus that additional time to try to find replacement property. And at least, you you know, you took the shot at, you know, it's a small fee to pay when you look at a possible deferral of, right. you know, three fifty thousand eighty thousand $80,000 in capital gains tax that you may be. You know, out given you know the event that you don't, you know, try to engage in a 1031 transaction. But yeah, so that's one way of kind of treating uh, a 1031 exchange and looking at that 45 day period is saying, right. you know, at least I'm going to give it a shot, yeah, um, and and try to find something. Right now, there's a lot of off you know off market stuff. There's a lot of hip yep. pocket type properties. There's neighbor um, in, you know, contracts, you know, handshake agreement type stuff that can be done. So. All, all of my listings
1: are all are for sale, like right now, like all of my listings, you know, just ten thirty one right into them, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we can do that today. We can help yeah. you quickly. We got the two guys on the phone. You got me. Casey will let me out of the studio eventually. We'll get this done for you. Um, that's that's amazing. Um, I want to know more. I, I had a client, a gentleman, that, and thank you. Uh, um, I don't want to say their name on air, but um, that uh, used you guys and just uh, couldn't say enough uh, through uh, Lisa and um he uh, just uh, had a, a great experience, and uh, I don't know, what, I, I should follow up to see, to see if they ever did anything, but they were so grateful that, you know, they responded to very quickly, and it wasn't something that they had to go hunt down. Um, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, your company and, and kind of what set you apart and and, and all of that. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, this is Max. Um, one of the things that I was going to say, you know, we talk a lot about different rules and, and deadlines and all that stuff. I think the beauty of having a qualified intermediary company involved in it is not only the fact that they, that it's required by the code section that you'd have this independent third party that's, you know, hold, holding the money. So basically, the, pro- the taxpayer is just swapping property A, the relinquished property for the replacement properties. Yeah. They never got the money in the interim, and that's why it's a tax-deferred exchange. That's why there's no tax payable at that time on that deal. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I will say that you know, in 91, I started my own exchange company. I had been working with clients prior to that, from 78 through 91, that were doing 1031 exchanges but the law was really not well settled on how they were done and the only qualified intermediary companies that were out there they were called facilitators at that Mm -hmm. time were on the west coast Uh, and there were none in the rocky mountain region so i formed american equity exchange and i got to know a lot of the other companies uh, you know around the company that were doing exchanges and that number kept growing kept growing and one of those companies was accruet and uh we, uh, I worked with uh, my boss, Brent Abram, who was the CEO of Accruet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Accruet was involved in a lot of property, personal property exchanges, fleet exchanges with Avis, Hertz, Budget, yeah. Enterprise, all those different car companies were doing 1031 exchanges on their rental fleets. Right. Um, and in 2017, Congress did away with 1031 exchanges for personal properties, livestock, aircraft, cars, trucks, etc. Which I did, too. And um, and Accruitt and wanted to enlarge its its real estate uh, uh, portion of its business. And, and we ended up talking. We had been joking over the years about forming that alliance. And yeah. finally, in 2018, we pulled the trigger on that. And I've been with him ever since. The cool thing about Accruitt, we're headquartered out of Denver. Uh, obviously, we've got Jonathan and me working in Montana, the whole Rocky Mountain region. I basically cover I-15, uh, you know, from, from Canada to California. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, we. but we've got people all over the country. We've got five other, I mean, three other attorneys that are working with Accruet. And that's all we do is just, you know, trying to figure out ways to, you know, to meet the requirements of 1031s. We've got a staff. We've got, you know, roughly 20, 30 people now that yes. are working with Accruet. Dallas, Fort Worth, Pennsylvania, uh, New Jersey, uh, some great client service uh, professionals that know their stuff. Um, And uh, we have a program called Exchange Manager, which is a web-based app that we use now to document the exchanges. And all that's done, you know, online online with our client service coordinators nice. so that the title companies aren't juggling around a bunch of paper for the exchange portion of the deal when the closings take place on relinquished or replacement properties that's already been taken care of you know between the client service coordinator and the and the, and the, and the on our client yeah um, you know I, I and I know that based upon the three people that were my employees prior that have been with me working with me now for over 20 years Um, uh, And Lisa has been a friend, and and, uh, we've talked about Lisa, but she came on with us here about a year ago. But, I mean, uh, each one of those people, you know, using Exchange Manager, you know, has been just a godsend for them because the amount of volumes that we handle, they're able to handle it easily with that program. And nobody else in the business has it. It's nobody impo- else in the United States has to
1: Tech enabled businesses. We all make fun of tech, and you know, you, you know, most of the time we just have to ask people if their computers on. But, <laughs> the, but the fact <laughs> is is that it really does help organize things, and especially with these deadlines, I can imagine just how the communication and the transparency and everything else, how that could really play a role uh there. But nothing beats yeah, good yeah. old fashioned, awesome humans. And uh, you know, well, I'll like, tell you this. Yeah. You know. I'll tell you
2: this, Jason. I mean, I'm a dinosaur. You know, I've already given away my age if you start doing the math. You know, I was born in, I was born in, in the old Barrett Hospital here in Dillon in 1949. And uh, if, if a guy like me, you know, who practiced law for 45 years now, can get uh, on his computer and do the things that I'm doing right now with yeah. Exchange Manager and just the other software uh, that we have available to us, I mean if I can do it anybody can do it uh, especially these young guys like Jonathan just so sharp coming out of law school and then having the IT capability at the, at the same time I mean man there's no comparison I think it's uh, so great.
1: awesome Jonathan that you you did the air force and then and then you're like no you forget it. I'm I'm going back to school I'm going to become an attorney and I think that uh I love to see that kind of thing, and I love to see people constantly trying to get better, brother. So great job there. That's a, that's great. I love it. Oh, and then Max, when I come to Dillon next time, we yeah, got to go yeah. have a hamburger, <laughs> or I to get a haystack burger over yeah. Papa T's, baby. I go over there and eat. This, either, like, I'm telling you,
2: either that or I'll cook you. I'll cook you one down at down at my place. I got a place just south of Dillon here. Oh, I would love down that. Down by the Beaverhead River, oh. uh, Poindexter. Oh yeah, um, slough. It's really it's really a spring creek, but we call it the slough. Yep. But um, I'll, I'll let you sit there on my deck, and, and I'll cook you a burger. Jonathan will be here, too, probably. We can oh, get him I to come love that.
1: Can I, that. I, I come, too? No. <laughs> too. You're not invited, <laughs> yeah, but I'll, you I'll tell, tell you me. how good that burger hey, was. Come on, guys.
2: <laughs> a poind- come on, poind- can you, see, you can come down. You're only two and a half hours away, man. I fit easily in
1: most overhead compartments. <laughs> uh, I could tell. He said poindex or slew. I said duck, honey. I started drooling right on the microphone here. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I know. Yeah. My gosh. But it was – yeah, I – I just, yeah. There's just something special about there. We are truly looking for a, a, a home there, a, a second home or an investment home there. So if you hear of anything.
2: Okay, well, I'll keep my ear to the ground. Yeah,
1: that'd be great. So, yeah. Um, so what are some other stuff? Like a lot of real estate agents listen to this uh, show. I don't know if it's because they're like throwing things at the microphone, pretending that there's a picture of me on it or something like that, or like kicking the radio when they hear my voice. <laughs> but um, is there there's some 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 cool stuff that real estate agents should know? How we, Real quick, how are we doing on time? Time, Casey, are you okay? Are we uh, we're getting, yeah, we're getting, right. we're getting near the end we're of get, the show. Okay, yeah. awesome. So, yeah, like for real estate agents, like what are some things real estate agents should do or look at, or some some resources maybe on your website that they can go read about or whatnot?
2: Uh, you know, I, I'd say the first the first thing is uh, you know we talk like I said if we talk a lot about the rules and everything. We've got an 800 number on our website. The mm-hmm. website's www.accruit.com. A-C-C-R-U-I-T.com. I mean, there's a whole wealth of information on there. Yeah. But there's an 800 number too: 800-237-1031. And uh, and you'll be able to click on there and and uh, and get our contact information too, Correct. Jonathan and mine. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you've got if real estate people have any questions you know, they can always contact us. We're getting yeah. calls constantly or emails from real estate brokers. Yeah. Um, and I love talking to real estate brokers. One of, the, one of the first tips that I give real estate brokers is aside from, you know, getting in touch with us, if you've got a client that's got some fairly complicated tax issues, depreciation issues, that type of thing, make sure that client gets in touch with their CPA yeah. before they sign a buy-sell agreement. Yep. And that CPA knows what they're doing and can, it can do some advanced planning for, um, you know, depreciation recapture issues and that type of thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of times accountants don't know until after the deal is done because um, the client's just been in touch with their realtor and uh, maybe their attorney. But m- more than likely, you know, especially in Montana and yeah. other places in the Rocky Mountain region, yep. you know, the realtors are the frontline people, you know, yeah. yep. um, and that's why. We love, Jonathan and I love doing webinars or even in person uh, deals for real estate offices where the whole team can be there. We can give them a one hour presentation just to outline some of the issues that they're going to run into on these 1031
1: deals. We're going to all be down there on Labor Day weekend going to that Kip Moore concert there and the rodeo as well. So, you know, maybe, you know, for a business oh, cool. write-off, you know, maybe we'll have an hour with Max. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a quick seminar so I can yeah, write this right. trip off. <laughs> exactly. Hey. This is sounding better and better, <laughs> which is great. So well, unfortunately, guys, we yeah, are, we are out of time.
0: Too. We are out of time today, but I I appreciate you guys joining us yet again this weekend. It was uh, a uh, very— I learned. Yeah, A lot.
1: <laughs> I learned my my brain is smoking, but that, that's nothing new. <laughs> the gerbil in my in my brain right now is exhausted.
0: Uh, but I I, I want to say thanks again for joining us. And if you missed our previous episode, uh, we do have that up on demand. Also, this episode, if you missed anything or you want to learn more, listen to it again. Yeah. Uh, take notes this time. That's right. Uh, you can find it on demand at Uh Guys, thanks again for joining us. And Jason, as always, I'll see you next Sunday. Let's do it.